Hello and welcome to the podcast for Global Solutions, Module 1. The title of Module 1 is The World As It Is. I gave it that title because what we want to do as an introduction is to look at some of the key things as they are around the world. Just the reality of the situation. So um, that's why we're going to dive into a few issues and get our first initial understanding about them. We take a look at, as I said, the state of the world as it is, focusing in on big global issues. This is to give a sense of where we are in relation to progress with what all humans want. And what do all humans want? Enough to eat, a place to live, a job, good health, security, and the opportunity for self-improvement and development. And of course, respect for human rights and the opportunity to express themselves, be creative, and the right to be represented politically and to have a multi-party system so that different viewpoints, different political viewpoints, uh, can be represented in the government of that country. So I guess one of the first questions that might arise from that uh, introduction is how many people have all of those things in the world? How much does it cost the world to provide it for all those people? Is it spread equally amongst all the population? Can the planet support this? Are the world's resources shared in a fair manner? Well, these are some of the questions that we will examine through the course and really our understanding of how the system, in a way, global system works and how it works within each country and what the situation is for the majority of humanity and then for the people of particular nations will become more and more apparent to us. Things to consider are what we've been talking about, the state of humanity. What is the state of humanity in the world? Where are we? In terms of a historical perspective, in terms of consideration of providing what every human being would want. What is the state of the planet? Of biodiversity, the natural world, the use of resources? What about governance? That's really crucial. What governments we have, do they represent all of the people? Is it a democracy? Is it autocratic? What about technology? Technology is an important consideration. It's technological improvements that has helped the growth of wind energy, solar energy and renewables and so on. So technology has a very important place in the addressing of global issues and the general progress of humanity. Of course, as with many issues, there is more than one side. So there's technology that really, really helps. There's also technology and things that cause problems for the planet as well, or are risky and dangerous. What about religion and culture? What role do they play? What do they support? Being progressive for humanity, improving the experience of humanity and its individuals, or perhaps sometimes holding people back in terms of their human rights and providing all those things 
like we said, any human would want. This is part of the things that we will consider and explore and delve into as we progress through the course. As you explore through the slides, you can see that I'm tracking that in the podcast, which is what I would do. So this is in a sense the talk that goes alongside the slide presentation for the module for that week. I singled out one of the big ones for humanity for this first module with the title, The World As It Is. And the really big one to consider is Poverty and Progress, which comes under the banner of State of Humanity. So if you look at the initial chart that's there in Poverty and Program in the slides, you'll see that there's a chart on world population living in extreme poverty, 1820 to 2015. Extreme poverty is defined as living on less than $1.90 international per day. So if you look at that and you see the big rise in population since 1950, up to around 7 billion, you'll see in the red zone that the number of living in extreme poverty, as defined by $1.90 a day, has fallen quite a bit. Um, mostly from the late 1990s through to 2015 on this map. One of my reasons for looking at this is obviously, if you live in poverty, you have what's called multidimensional experience of poverty, that if you don't have enough to live on, then you can suffer from lots of different dimensions to that experience of poverty. Not getting access to education, clean water, safe accommodation, and a whole bunch of other things that goes along with being in extreme poverty. The other aspect is that, like everything else, one has to understand that everything is political. So even assessing how many people in the world uh, live in extreme poverty is part of a political spectrum. Yes, we can analyze facts, but those facts can be interpreted in different ways and they can be challenged. So if you look at the next slide on poverty and progress, if you see there, there's a number of links through to articles and sites on this issue. So um, if we look at the first one, we'll see the Global Multidimensional Poverty Index. Across 107 developing countries, 1.3 billion people, 22% live in multidimensional poverty, which means when we talk about multidimensional poverty, it's what I was talking about in terms of a range of issues, in terms of access to education, work, um, uh, safe drinking water and uh, other aspects, good health care and so on. So about 84.3% of multidimensionally poor people live in sub-Saharan Africa, 558 million and South Asia, 530 million. There's about 67% of multidimensionally poor people are in middle income countries. You will see that there's a whole list there of different facts about poverty around the world. One thing I want to draw your attention to is that most people in the world do 
astonishingly, live in um, poverty. That is according to uh, a more realistic, in a way, definition of what it takes in terms of income not to be in poverty. So that would be around, um, estimated around $10 a day, which is still not a lot. But if you follow the links and read the articles, you'll see that many people um, challenge this idea that, you know, if you, if you have more than $190 a day, that you're not living in extreme poverty. I think all of us can understand that anywhere in the world, trying to live on $1.90 a day is, is extremely difficult. There are so many things that you're going to miss out on, not have, and uh, suffer the consequences of if you are struggling on $190 a day or less. Um, even on $10 a day, which is, you know, many times more, um, you're still in poverty. So the idea that you only call people who uh, live on $1.90 a day or less, uh, the people living in extreme poverty is very problematic and fundamentally challenged. So then if we go back to consider the chart where we think, well, there's been this amazing progress in terms of reducing extreme poverty in the world, we come out with a slightly different picture. And I, I think, you know, if you can go into uh, the different articles, I, particularly Jason Hickel, um, the Guardian article with the title, Could You Live on $1.90 a Day? That's the international poverty line. It gives a pretty good and thorough analysis of why that metric is so fundamentally wrong. And the thing is about it that people use that metric to claim that, you know, there's been this enormous uh, progress in terms to, of eradicating poverty. But when you use a much more realistic metric, unfortunately, it comes up that uh, we still have at least half the world living in poverty today, which is, you know, four times what the World Bank would suggest in their figures. So that's, you know, between 50 and 60% of humanity. This is the thing of getting to the different sides of any argument or any issue and understanding it in, in a little bit more depth, is that from one point of view, you can look at the world and you can see all these millions and even a billion or two people who've enjoyed enormous uh, progress in terms of having better food, uh, live in very nice places, have nice houses, jobs, uh, careers, education, college, and, you know, um, huge amount of clothes that they wear and get through and so on. So many different dimensions you could say that have progressed massively. So one individual in such a nation that has reached that kind of level of economic development and progress, if you like, is consuming a huge amount because they have a, a huge amount given to them. Now, we all know that there's major problems with inequality 
even in these nations that are fundamentally wealthier and have gone through this scaling up of progress economically and, and socially as well. Um, and we'll talk about that in, in, in more detail, how that came about. But whereas it's true that you could say this portion of humanity has done extremely well post-industrial revolution, even though obviously there are still you know, problems of inequality, what is the situation being for the other half of humanity? And there the picture ain't so great in terms of the idea of this massive kind of uh, progress over the last century or so. So in some ways you can say, yes, there's been incredible progress, incredible improvement of wealth and, and you know, having cars, fridges, education, and, and so many good things, the good stuff, right, for a lot of people, you know, a, couple, three, two, three, four billion people. On the other hand, you can say that it is in some ways an abject failure of humanity that half of humanity still lives in poverty. When we start, we talked about what everybody wants. We all want a nice house, good education, good health care, and uh, a future and, you know, prospects and the capacity to develop ourselves, look after our family and build a future. Well, poverty takes that away. And that's, that's the difficult thing. That's the really crushing thing about poverty. Poverty takes those things away. It doesn't allow you to build for a future. It doesn't give you the education that you deserve and need and it doesn't give you the opportunity to express and develop yourself and express your full potential. So in that sense, you could say that this is vast human reservoir of ability, talent, that is not being developed to the extent that it could be. And that's actually a really important thing for human happiness, isn't it? For all of us to be happy, we like to develop, be heard, be creative, uh, develop our talents, our skills, express yourself more, be able to move around, not be stuck in one place, and have choice. And that, of course, is the big one at the core, at the very heart of what poverty takes away from you, from, a, from an individual, and that is choice. When you're poor, you don't have choice. And choice is an important thing for happiness. We talk about, you know, the idea of being free and freedom. Well, it's a real thing. If you live in poverty, you do not have freedom and you have very limited choice. And so, you know, that's not what all humans want, for sure. So have a look at that article and then, um, you know, you can progress through uh, various kind of angles through the different slides and the resources and see different aspects of it including you know looking at Pew research on income inequality in the US. Um, over the past 50 years the highest earning 20% of US households have steadily brought in a larger share of the country's total income. Income inequality in the US is the highest of all the G7 nations 
according to data from the Organization of Economic Cooperation Development. The black and white income gap in the US has persisted over time. Overall, 61% of Americans say there is too much economic inequality in the country today, but views differ by political party and household income level. Here, that's a very interesting um, look at income inequality in the US. Then there's the issue of human rights. So within the slide presentation, there's um, uh, a lot of material on the situation as regards to human rights. Okay, remember at the top, we're talking about what every human wants. Every human wants to be respected. Everyone wants their rights to be perspective and everyone wants rights, which is not the situation everywhere. So have a look at that in terms of the global view of human rights. And there's a lot of uh, links there, putting you through to the big human rights organizations like Amnesty International, Human Rights Watch. So you can move from poverty to looking at human rights. And then a third category in this module one is our planet. So if you think about it, we're looking at global situation, just a general view of humanity, situation as regards to poverty, because that's so fundamental. And then human rights, which is also so fundamental, having a look at that. And then the third area is of course our planet. So there's a number of links there to do with our planet, looking at the climate, uh, global births, fertility, global resource consumption, and general resource consumption. Because later on, we will look at consumption in a big way uh, as being one of the fundamentals of what creates the situation from our, for our planet, connecting through to the lack of sustainability. So that's plenty to, <laughs> to investigate, to look at, to learn about. And if you go through all that, no one's expecting anyone to, you know, crack these problems by learning about them through, you know, here, listening to the podcast and investigating these various issues through the links. But then what we do is we share ideas, we address the questions that are in the forum and also uh, in the assignment in terms of creating our own little presentation. So think of it as like a journey. There's no predetermined outcome in any particular module in that respect. We have the, the journey that we go on investigating the different kind of aspects of different issues and enjoying all the rich, enriched material Obviously, you know, it's tough sometimes to look at the reality for what some, you know, human beings might be experiencing in different parts of the world with these issues. Um, but then that is the world as it is. And then we bring that together ourselves and express those ideas and thoughts and answer the questions in both the forum and the assignment. So um, that's really a little summary of module one, the world as it is, and our little sort of intro into this area, because obviously they are big and fundamental issues. So when we pick up on any of these one issues, obviously you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. We structure this so that we delve into different aspects of this as we go through the weeks, so that we get 
really an interlocking kind of cogent uh, overview of the range of issues and their relationships, as I was saying in the introduction. All right, well, enjoy the investigation and bring some creativity to it as well. And then, obviously, at the end of the week, on the Saturday at 11 Central Time, we have the webinar where we have the opportunity to talk about these issues and to ask questions and for you to share thoughts and ideas and so on. Okay, great. That's it for now.